Passwords should be considered the same as your keys or codes to your property. You wouldn't give your keys or code to your security system for your house to a stranger, nor would you just intentionally leave them on a park bench for anyone to just pick up. In today's episode, I'm going to cover all about creating a strong password and securing your digital information. I will also provide you with some clarity of where to store your passwords and why it's so important for you to do so. It's really hard to believe, but most people use their family or animals' names for a password because it's easy to remember, right? However, a family member or close friend that knows your family or animals' names could potentially use your password without your knowledge. Using the same password over and over, which I have been guilty of in the past, may also be super easy for you to remember, but it makes it really easy for someone to hack into all of your accounts. Securing your digital information starts with creating a password that will be hard for someone to hack. You want to secure all your digital information, and it starts with a simple but strong password. There are five rules you should follow. Wait, what? Rules? Yep. These are some simple rules you can put into practice today. Number one is never give your password to anyone. If anyone is asking for your password, chances are they are not someone that should have it. You should be the only one logging into your accounts. Two, don't use the same password for all your logins. Okay, let's think about this one. Passwords are hard to remember, so why can't you just come up with one good one and use it for everything? You have confidential information in some of your files or maybe an app that allows you to do online banking. All someone would have to do is just figure out your same password and they would be able to steal all your confidential information or access your bank account or see your business files. Number three, don't use birthdays, anniversaries, children's or pets names. The first thing a hacker does if they target you is start with using public information about your life. Don't make it easy for them. Number four, don't use password or sequential numbers like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, these are easy to remember, but they are also the most common passwords lazy people use. Again, don't make it easy for hackers to steal your information. Plus, most sites are now requiring that you use a stronger password for their website. Number five, don't write your password down and keep it near a device or in your wallet. Someone could just walk up to your device and log in, or your wallet could be stolen. You'll be replacing more than just your credit cards if you keep your passwords in your wallet. Hopefully, I have given you a more in-depth view of how to create a good, strong password. You should use these basic rules for creating strong passwords for all your digital information. Which brings me to my next point on this topic, managing all of those passwords. Recently, I asked my husband to log into his 401k site to update his information. Little did I realize that he was putting this task off because he didn't really know what username or password to log into the site with. Sound familiar? It seems like almost all websites today are asking you to create a username and password for their particular site. Keeping all your usernames and passwords in a safe place and handy is now essential. 
So how can you keep track of all your usernames and passwords? Is there a safe place to save this information securely? The answer is yes. Just like when you needed a place to store your friends and family's names and addresses in a database, technology has created applications that can store this type of information so that you can easily find what you need when you need it. Password managers were created to keep track of your passwords. So what is a password manager? A password manager is a software application that stores and manage an individual's passwords. Generally, all your passwords are stored in an encrypted format, requiring that you have one master password to access all of your passwords. Before, I was using my contacts in my Gmail account to store the website URLs and my usernames and passwords. However, I really felt like it was a huge task for me to always have to look up the usernames and passwords for a website on an app on my phone. I have known people that used an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of all their information. This is a similar issue with having to refer back to your usernames and passwords. I have done some research to bring you a few recommendations that you can choose from to manage all your usernames and passwords. Some are free, but they have limitations. If you use all Apple devices in your household, then iCloud Keychain might be the solution for you. This is a free cloud-based password manager on this platform. However, the limitation is that you have to use an Apple device to access all of your usernames and passwords through iCloud Keychain. Another option, if you have a Google account and use Chrome browser all the time, then Google Smart Lock might be the solution for you. This is a free cloud-based password manager on the Google platform. So if you are using an Android device, this will come in handy. However, if you have an Apple device, you are limited to only access your usernames and passwords through your Chrome browser. There are specifically built password manager applications, which are a great tool to keep track of all your passwords. It also allows you to organize and be more accessible at a moment's notice, but in a secure environment. These password manager applications are not platform specific, so you can use them on your Apple or Android device, as well as your laptop or desktop computers. There are a few popular password managers out there but they require a subscription. One password is one option. They have individual and family plans. LastPass is another option that offers a free basic version for individuals to get you started. They also offer family plans too. I purchased a family membership on LastPass for me and my husband. We now store all our usernames and passwords in this application. Since we don't have the same platform phones, I have an iPhone and he has a Google Pixel. This allows us to share any of our usernames and passwords securely between each other without having to email or text each other the information, keeping our information safe. One last thing led me to go with a password manager instead of iCloud Keychain and Google Smart Lock. Password managers also generate strong passwords for you, so you never feel stumped when creating a new or updating a password for a website. It's also portable on any device that I use, meaning I don't have to just be an Apple or a Google device user. This app will present your username and password in any app that you use on your smartphone. 
whether you are going to use a password-protected Excel file or add your usernames and passwords to your contact list, you need to have a good place to store this information. I recommend that you consider a small investment in securing your usernames and passwords with a password manager. I know what you're thinking. You're wondering just how secure is the cloud app that keeps all your passwords? If someone were to hack into your account, wouldn't they be able to hack into all your accounts? Encryption is key when you are researching applications that keep your digital information. You also want to look for several layers of security when you log into a site. Which brings me to my next item of passwords, using two-step security. After my husband finally figured out his username and password for his 401k site, he had asked me to log in and verify some information about his plan while he was at work. Of course, he provided me the website address and the username and password through our password manager so that I could log in to the site when he was not around. However, after entering the username and password and clicking the sign in button, I was prompted to select either a phone number or email address to receive a security code to complete the login. However, none of the phone numbers or email addresses were my information. They were my husband's. Hence, I wasn't able to log in without him having some engagement. Have you ever come across a website requiring multiple pieces of information? Security could be a top priority for anyone that is using the internet. I personally try to do my part to ensure that I have a good strong password with all my websites I use and understand other security features that can help keep my information safe from hackers. If you're an educated consumer, like myself, you should be asking yourself questions about security for your digital information and how you can better secure yourself from hackers. So I did a little research on the topic called two-step verification. So what is two-step verification and why should I use it? The two-step verification is a two-step process for you to log into an application or a website you would first enter your username and password and then enter another form of personal identification number or PIN or code provided. A multi-factor authentication, commonly known as a two-step verification or two-factor verification, is when you are required to provide more than one method of authentication of your credentials to verify your identity for a login or other transactions. In other words, you log into a website and you provide your username and password to enter, but you are required to get a code that was sent via text to your smartphone or an email. There are several advantages and disadvantages to using this type of security with your information. Some of the advantages of using this are texting to your smartphone for codes, dynamically generated passwords, never use the same password, more secure login from hackers than just your username and password. However, there are some disadvantages of this use. Your smartphone must be available to receive messages, text messaging or email delays, multiple steps to log into a site, and account recovery can be tricky if you are unable to use your smartphone. I know this may seem really new, but two-step authentication has been around for a while. I used this technology when I was working in my corporate job. We had to use the RSA token key fobs, 
when remoting into our VPN from our laptops or personal computers at home. It certainly was a pain, but really made for a stronger secure login for employees accessing company information. Not sure if you have ever realized this, but you have been using this type of authentication with your credit debit cards. For example, when you go to the gas station, swipe your card, and are then required to enter your PIN or a zip code, this is two-step authentication. Now that you have a better understanding of two-step authentication, how can you and where should you use this feature? Each of the major cloud platforms that are associated with your smartphone offer this type of security. They each have their own way to set up their feature with their cloud platforms. Each platform has their own naming conventions of the same thing. Apple uses two-factor authentication, Google uses two-step verification, and Microsoft uses two-step verification. I will provide links to their documentation for each platform in the show notes so you can take action on this. Wow, I have covered a lot today, but I wanted to stress how important this subject of passwords are in the world of technology. Let's take a minute and summarize today's topic on passwords. First, we covered strong passwords and why it's so important to have a strong password for all your digital information. Two, then we moved into Password Manager and how you should be storing your usernames and passwords in a tool so that you can always have access to them. And lastly, we covered securing your digital information with two-step authentication, making it harder for hackers to get into your digital information without your knowledge. Links to the resources I talked about in today's episode will be referenced in the show notes. I talked a lot about cloud and using this type of technology, but for those of you that don't know much about the cloud, but want to learn more about it, I've created the perfect online course that walks you through what cloud computing is, how it works with your smartphone, and why you should care. I give a deeper dive into the common platforms and benefits you can use today. This is a short course, but is packed with great information. The course is not specific to any type of phone, so you will understand the information as it relates to your smartphone today. The course is called Unleash the Power of Cloud with Your Smartphone. To learn more about this course, click the link provided in the show notes. If you found today's show informative and helpful, share it with a friend. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for you to be notified when a new one is available. Until next week, thanks for listening.